Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's Breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite show on the internet, podcast, Stitcher, iTunes, and all of the above that talks about G.I. Joe that has me on it, knowing is half the podcast. For a good half to a whole second, I did not know what podcast I was on. <laughs> I am Ray Stacanus. Uh, because for 27 episodes now, you've uh, you have blown out the speakers with your hair, everybody. But you just switched up here. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. And uh, I was Shake like, holy up. shit, wait a minute. Did, would, did, are, we, are we doing another show now? Is this is this the Inhumanoids com- cartoon? Uh, Welcome back to Inhumanoids talk. Maybe, <laughs> because I, I didn't watch that episode. Maybe Ray is a pod person. <laughs> And well, this is the first indicator, so we should look out for other indicators. I'm sure. a podcast person. Okay. <sighs> no piece of Yeah, yeah, he's still, <laughs> still, still the right. same piece of I'm Robert Chan. I'm Gina Abolito. And we are talking today about a wonderful episode. This one brings humanity into the Joe world. Uh, we get to learn about private lives of our Joe friends. It is called Lasers in the Night. Are you fucking serious? What? This, this is one of the worst episodes. This, I, I, this was this was pretty what? bad. This was basically like they were they had a meeting and they were like, "Look, we're not doing well among girls ages seven to twelve. <laughs> what do they like? They like sororities? romance. They like dating montages. They like sororities. They like other girls." Let's put this all in here, but not really know how to write it properly. You know what? It turns out I like all those things, too. So maybe <laughs> I am an eight-year-old girl from the 80s. <laughs> Here's the thing. Uh, if you want a show about sororities and, and inter-female interactions Facts and relationships. Scream queens. You definitely get the guy who co-created The Punisher <laughs> to write it. Because that's who they got. They got Marv Wolfman, who is is a fine writer. Is uh, you uh, know, Obviously. I don't know him. Uh, He's he's the guy who co-created the Punisher. Don't know. Uh, That's really all you need to know based on <laughs> what Chan is talking about here. Uh, well, we open up with a college, yeah. and it's it's a, a we, it's a lecture hall where the uh-huh. very boring professor is talking about the old Greeks, and then we have a little bit of a switch up because you have kind of the Velma looking character Sandy, yep, and you have the super hot blonde, which we find out her name is Amber, mm-hmm. and it, normally in this circumstance in writing, see this is how they do a switcheroo, right? The Velma would be the one who loves it. It, and the blonde would be the one being like, I like boys. Yeah, but the Velma nerd wants the D. She, yeah, she, she does. She wants, she wants to lots go out and of D. Get so much D. Whoa. 
I can't believe that she's even at the lecture when she could be fucking right there and yeah. then. Here's well, here's a thing that I do wonder about because she very clearly uh there has not been a single woman on this show who hasn't had a bust out to here and a waist that looks like a um a a, a, a they draw an exciting she's, version of female form. She's yeah. got some tiggle bitties later. This girl, this 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 <laughs> Velma is uh, chubby. She's just she's a little chubby, but she's still got the hoots. I, well, chubby well, girls got the hoots, but she wears like a really. Uh, I want that as a t-shirt. Chubby girls frumpy, got the hoots. Frump, frumpy a big old sweater. sweater. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to tell. It's true. She got them sweater puppies. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just curious if that was a commentary on. Say a liberated, a sexually liberated woman in the eighties. Interesting, because as we know, I mean that's that's the era of slasher films, which was uh, uh, covert uh, uh, um, uh, rules making for you know uh, uh, religious fundamentalism was at its core. Yeah, if you do, if you smoke, you drink, you have sex underage, you have lustful thoughts, you're going to die if by you're a mass murderer. A girl who wants to experience the same freedoms as a boy, you will die horribly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they were uh, they were lessons for us all. I wonder if she ever got the D. We never we never figured out. It was never established. Uh, there's no. a reason why her bed is still messy later. <laughs> I will mean, say she gets she, the D. She she asks quick 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 kick though if he's got a brother. Right. That's so a great it seems moment. like she's still not satisfied. Can we stop for a moment and talk about that? Because yes. his response is... I've got a sister. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that is... The comedic timing on that is fantastic. I 100% that has to be uh, the writers going, can we slip this lesbian joke by the censors? <laughs> Absolutely. Fuck, we did. Yeah. High fives all Good around. Job, everybody. Boom. <laughs> So we find out that this, the class is not only boring, it rates a 12 on the yawn scale. What does the Ooh. yawn scale go between? I guess is uh, my question. I believe it's from 1 to <sighs> and 12. That's fucking bananas. 12 is even above. <laughs> that's bananas. <sighs> yeah. Okay, fantastic. Uh, it's time for... Okay, so they, they get out of the class, uh-huh. and uh, it turns out that Amber is like going to heaven, basically, is what we learn, because she helps like sick kids. She's a candy She's striper. A candy she striper. does charity fairs. Yep. She teaches uh, children karate. She teaches karate to children. Mm-hmm. She's super hot. This was like basically the writers being like, what's like, who's the most bonable chick? Let's put all our... Uh-huh. And then make her then the make most her... irritating garbage human on the planet. Oh, I, see, I, I was going to say, and then make her also awesome at fighting. Yeah. Oh, okay. I That's, was going to say, uh, let's take the most awesome woman, then we have the Baroness, and then we'll create this other girl named Amber. <laughs> <laughs> But so uh, so they go on out there and and, and uh, Amber wants to like go out and she wants to go to this GI Joe Kung Fu exhibition and uh, Sandy's like fuck off I'm getting some D yeah right she now goes, she goes dude hunting and Amber goes to the the fighting exhibition the GI Joe martial arts exposition mm-hmm. or ex- exhibition exhibition yeah. because she wants to join GI Joe and if she had just yeah. listened to our podcast mm-hmm. it's <laughs> not hard do you know they let anyone join all you got to do is just fight Cobra. <laughs> They let in the refrigerator repairman who mm-hmm. came to repair the fridge on the base. Yep. Dusty. They let him in basically sight unseen. Mm. Yep. Um, I mean, of course, in the real world, <laughs> a person doesn't just go, I want to be in the special forces. 
I should just meet a guy <laughs> and he'll probably get me in. Hey, she ends up being pretty sweet when she goes she goes in and Quick Kick is is demonstrating some sweet fighting skills and then she fights him and beats his ass. Yeah. So what's the liability in just having Quick Kick be like, anybody in the crowd, come on, I'm gonna kick your ass. That also, was dead and making Also, was Quick great. Kick immediately off the bat sexist. Uh well, so no, yeah. no, immediately right off, off the bat, the bat he, sexist. He, Fucking throws her across the room. Yeah, but he, he what is he? He's like, he I don't want to break your beautiful face. With, he greets her with, like, hey, gorgeous. I'm going to try not oh, to be too hard right. on your well, beautiful she face. Or uh, she wasn't wearing to a be name fair, tag. Hold on. Uh, let's see if we can listen to this and get a sense of the type of person who just screams out of the audience at him. anyone? Me? Me? Oh, let me do it. That does not sound like somebody who is deserving of respect. No, I, I learned this. My parents tried to teach me at a young age because they, they knew I wanted to be a fame whore. And so they were like, if ever you're in the studio on in a TV show or a, a theater or anything like that, and you want to get called on, you want to get on the show, you don't just raise your hand and say, you should pick me. Yeah. You raise your hand, you get out of your seat, and you start walking towards the you're stage already, doing it because you're basically yeah. already there. Yeah. Okay. They have to say yes to you. And All also right. they want people who are excited. Right. Yeah. So, so this is like a let's make a deal audition. 100%. Yeah. Um, I admire her gumption. Okay. Well, <laughs> She's she, going for it. And uh, could I mention right now, but we kind of glossed over it. Quick kicks, cool chain break move. Yeah. Because this comes into play later in the show. Right, right. As he's just like, hold this chain out really hard. And this is physically impossible there's, to yeah, do, right? There's a whole like, lot of things that are <laughs> unbelievable in this episode. And that is like just one of those legitimately you can't. Like, I you can't dudes karate chop solid ice. You're telling me, but no, solid there are two yes. people holding it taut because you hit it and it would just push. Right, it's it would be like the people It would be like other. if he had like a bungee cord and like chop socket <laughs> right through it with his hand. That's not how. Oh, so you're not saying it's impossible to karate chop through a chain? You're saying Correct. it's impossible to karate chop through it if there are two I mean, dudes holding it. Also, yes. uh, between the the links involved, we're talking at least like four solid inches of steel so yeah i kind of also am no, saying again, you can't karate chop through that chop through brick we've seen storm shadow take out a tank with just <laughs> three four or five chops with a sword no with this his hands hand. with his hands remember because when he's doing the training with the dreadnoughts oh, and he, he chops up the tank oh, so i mean right. he didn't he didn't cut it in half though mind you he just shook all the bolts see loose. if he did a, the dim mock then yes i'm 100 on board he does a thing where he, and then explodes. Yeah. But he yeah. did the straight up. Straight on. <laughs> okay, now hold on. Knife edge chop. Hold on. I just realized that the knife edge chop is already, we've already established that it's the ultimate weapon in the G.I. Joe universe. Correct. Because you just, true. boom, chop on the back of the head, knocked <laughs> out for hours. In fact, out. looking at it now, we're lucky more people don't get decapitated on this show. <laughs> Frankly, yeah. Because apparently you can cut a chain that two dudes are holding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I t- yeah, I take that back. That's, um... <laughs> That is 100% uh, in canon for the G.I. Joe universe. <laughs> you know what? I take it all back. It makes sense. Yep. Seems legit. Mm-hmm. So uh, Amber comes on down and quick kicks like, I'll try not to hurt you too much, yeah, gorgeous. Asshole, mm-hmm. sexist asshole. And then yeah. and then she, well, he starts she by her knocking over. her down. Right. I mean, he throws her over and everybody's like, ha ha, girls. Yeah. Hooray. And then she gets him and then he waits until her guard is down yep. and fucking beats the crap out right. of her. He, he then flips her deception. over. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, if that is not a, an omen for the relationship to come, mm. I don't know what is. 
But uh, say you're my kind of girl. That's <laughs> he says it several times. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and then he follows her, and she's like, "No," and he's like, "Yes, he yeah, said, no." She's like, "Yes, where are your okay. nipples? I don't understand this." Mm-hmm. Well, uh, why are you shirtless all the time? We also get a very, very exciting Porky Pig blast. Uh, I believe. Uh-huh. Is that is that the first uh, of his movie references? Movie such. I think he has a couple up to then, doesn't? Because no, he think... he does like twenty of them in this episode. Yeah, I, I, I wanted Porky to start counting. Porky Pig way is the first, late. and then was it the first? And then it's it's, uh, like it's a wonderful life because I specifically That's wrote right. down she doesn't know it's a wonderful life, <laughs> Not even yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then I was like, all right, I guess maybe she doesn't. But it's like the most famous line from uh, Gina. She's spending too much time like saving children <laughs> in fires. <laughs> Actually, hold on a sec. Let me let's. See. They don't say that in the movies. They do not. No, no. They they do if you if you see an old Warner short. Brothers short okay. or something. Oh my god! Is Quick Kick like <laughs> sixty years old in this? Because by the time I was watching uh, uh, movies, that was not a thing they ever did. No, you could even at the end of Roger Rabbit. There were cartoons being put before, and Mr. Beans were being put in front of uh, movies not that long ago. Oh, yeah. Little Mr. Bean sketches for seven minutes, and then here's your feature presentation. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought only Pixar all that. No, no. They, at the beginning of Roger Rabbit, there. I mean, that one is a spoof, is like sort of a spoof where they're like. Correct. Yeah. Uh, but still, they were, they were. But also, all of his movie references clearly are from like the 40s. Sure. <laughs> when they were when they were still because then you used to go to a movie theater and they would play a couple shorts before right. the actual. Well, but that's theater. the thing is like he could have watched them on uh, videotape. He apparently is old enough to have gone to movies in the forties. <laughs> Uh, is it true? Quick Kick seems like he's like a hipster, like 30 years before hipstering yeah. was even a thing. Like, I only yes. watched movies from the 40 years ago. Yeah. Your, your Star Wars is of the world. No, yeah. gross. Although, uh, You're not wrong, but. Uh, we, we were just talking about this today because uh, that Star Trek trailer came out and a lot of people complained. It was like, oh, God, it's got the Beastie Boys, you know, on it. When it's like you know, like hundreds of years in the future, and we said, "Yeah, of course, there's going to be some asshole that's going to be like, I only listen to old music like, from the, <laughs> the 1600s, uh-huh. you know, like you do today." You find people are like, yeah, I only listen to Brahms. What yep. of it? That's normal, right? There, there was a, a great quote from our friends, the Insane Clown Posse. Sure. Uh, and they said, uh, "You go, you, parents are going to hate our music today, but there's going to be 30, 40 years from now, some old person's going to say to their like much younger like kid, nephew, what have you, I don't like understand this alien rock that you guys have. Why don't you listen to good, wholesome music like Insane Clown Posse? Yes, they're <laughs> not wrong. And they're I not wrong. that's not true. I hope they're expunged <laughs> from human memory by then but seriously gina magnets i hope they're gone how do they work (laughs) you hope the magnets are gone (laughs) yeah all references made in that song dead to me Uh, so a date night montage happens, and mm. I thought this was so much fun. Uh, but this was another another instance of sexism, pretty much right off the bat. Like, oh, he's asleep at the ballet. Oh, she's asleep at the ball game. Because everyone knows guys hate ballet, and everyone knows girls hate ball yes, games. Yes, but what they both love is beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, that was cool. That part is cool. Mm-hmm. I yep. wish they had been a little bit less stereotypical <laughs> during the rest of the things. But at least, you know, like they... They just sort of balanced it. 
He doesn't like opera. She doesn't yeah. like. He doesn't you like guys, ballet. She doesn't like. You're missing. They movies. both love dancing because, as we've now learned, and I think we can put this in the GI Joe canon. Mm-hmm. If you know martial arts, you are a great break dancer. Sure, <laughs> definitely. I think we've now established a new GI Joe rule mm-hmm. because Quick Kick is doing some sweet like spin moves on the floor. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, and then yes, they uh, go to ballet. They go to baseball. My other I thing love about, yes that. Uh, uh, the team that they're rooting yes, for. You're getting there. Yes, go ahead. Go, uh-huh. uh, go team. Go that was his, team. That was his cheer. Generic team. <laughs> Just team. Any team. That you bothered could have me. made up a team, Is for God's sake. Is that not what people yell at sports? Uh, you know what? I'm not even kidding. And this is a true statement. This uh, this one thing in this episode when I was eight years old annoyed the shit out of me that they couldn't just make up like warriors or you sure. know anything. anything. The most That's turtles. What, listen, that is what I yell at sporting events because everyone knows I only go to sporting events for the food. <laughs> it's fair. Mm-hmm. For the last, I will say, go the, hot dogs in. Like, <laughs> yeah. For the go last thirty dogs. years, I've been a season ticket holder for some sports teams, and when I go at least once per game, I always ironically yell. Go team! Mm-hmm. Purely because of this episode of GI oh, Joe God. having that much of an effect on me when I was a kid. This explains uh-huh. why everyone hates you. Well, this it is why help. my mother I'm... doesn't didn't want me to watch GI Joe's job. <laughs> it, it could ruin your brain. Uh, also, there is the uh, Treasure of the Sierra Madre uh, reference. Oh, there you go. Which I believe is number two mm-hmm. uh, of number the terrible, three. the fucking worst. Uh, both quotes. He's the guy that would. Uh, um, uh, spout off Monty Python quotes like oh yes forty times an hour back oh. in high school. God, and then and then gets real superior about it when you don't know it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, you don't know that. Yeah. Oh, oh, treasure the Sierra Madre. Come oh, yeah. on, you don't so, know that. But Gina, let me just ask this: as a as a young lady, uh, Ooh, I'm young if, again. <laughs> <laughs> you're younger than me, so that's Gina. All that Gina, this is not going to end well. Whatever it is he's about to say, it doesn't end well for you. You, you meet a gentleman; he's in the military. Send my body back you, to my parents. You. you <laughs> You, you, you hit it off a little bit. So your first dates, that whole like awkward first date, you go dancing. I have several issues with this already in that I would mm-hmm. not date a military man. Well, for example, this is hypothetical Gina. Okay, mm-hmm. hypothetical Gina. You go dancing as a as a as a null as a generic first date. This is just a thing uh-huh. people do that's non-committal. It's just we're going to go dancing. Yeah. And then he says, "You go pick," and you pick ballet, and he goes, "I'll go." And then he says, "My turn to pick. We're going baseball." Mm-hmm. And then you go to that and don't necessarily love it. At which point, you guys fight kung fu together. Mm-hmm. You have that physical attraction that really sparks on the fourth date. We assume some you know stuff happens right there. Fucking in the dojo. And then next thing you. <laughs> You know, your fifth date is in a canoe at night, just on a lake. Mm-hmm. Was it at night? Oh, I guess the moon is there. Well, the moon was out. The lover's moon was out. <laughs> I'm just saying right now, there are worse dates. There, Guys have done worse than this. I'm on board with this all This is not so dates. bad, right? I actually think yeah. that this is a great dating tableau. Like, yeah. This yeah. is like you you have got everything covered, basically, except for dinner. Yeah. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's, and we can assume they ate hot dogs that. at that ball game. Yeah. So, well, he did He did invite her out to dinner and then a movie or whatever afterwards. So okay, yeah. I mean, you've co- basically yeah. covered everything, everything in, in every category of dating. A mm-hmm. show... Mm-hmm. Dancing, dinner and a movie. Mm-hmm. Kung fu. Yeah, yeah. Yep. something physical. Fucking on sweaty mats. <laughs> yeah. A bunch of kids have like run over ending with their up, crappy up with dirty feet. Cauliflower vag. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Gina, do you realize oh, the cauliflower no. ear comes from people repeatedly bashing the ear so that the uh, no, cartilage. No, I, I thought it was the... a bacteria. No. In the mats. No. The, uh, like, no, you're thinking of staff. 
staph infections. No, I thought cauliflower ear is your ear it, being pressed to it's a, a dirty it's, mat. It's a little bit of both. Uh, it's damage to the ear. Your ear gets rubbed on the mats, and it gets tied up against another dude. And uh, basically what happens is your, the cartilage uh, calcifies in your ear, and uh, unless you, like, drain it, uh, it becomes hard after that, and you get that jacked-up cauliflower ear. It's a condition that occurs when the external portion of the ear suffers a blow, blood clot, or other collection of fluid under the perichondrium, which is to say oh. that he must have been beating the <laughs> piss out of that veg <laughs> to achieve what oh, you were talking point. about, Gina. I was just assuming so you know. it was when a bear thing touches a dirty mat. No. I think that it doesn't help any. How about that? <laughs> um, at which point she reveals her deepest, darkest, innermost desire. Mm-hmm. Anal. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> she wants to join the Joe team. Uh, oh, do, uh, no, we no, we are not skipping over the fact that uh, he did the god-awful Jimmy oh, Stewart yeah. impression. Uh-huh. And she's uh-huh. like, who's that, John Wayne? <laughs> and he, he, legitimately, he legitimately gets to say at that point, it's fucking Jimmy Stewart from It's a Wonderful Life. You, yeah, that was when I was that, worthless, that was uneducated. I was like, oh, rube. If she didn't know pulling John Wayne in a lasso reference or something, I mean, that's not worse. Worse yeah, pulls have true. happened. And also, we've established she is a very, very busy woman. Yes, so she has a lot of children to save. I'll so say again, it's it's uh, it's, it's still somewhat acceptable. It's irritating, but somewhat acceptable. Not yet a deal breaker. But this next thing, if I was dating her and she said this next thing to me, I would be like, dude, like. You're you're dating me because you want to get into the Joes, you stupid bitch. Well, it should have been obvious from the first moment. She's only there to meet him because he's on the Joe team. I would team. be pissed. And, they, and she doesn't bring it up until, theoretically, their fifth date. I mean, to be fair, that is such a ludicrous uh, notion. I don't think that that was, uh, you know. <laughs> Not in this world. It's been established that, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, join. Like, just it, hang out around them long enough. You'll be on the team. Uh, like, I yeah. was just thinking if I were him, I would be like, I mean, she could join, but then I'd have to see this chick every day. And what if this relationship goes south? Oh, boy. And then she starts banging Dusty. Yeah. I oh, mean, that wouldn't want to live like that. You guys, I am going to give Quick Kick the benefit of the doubt <laughs> and trust him when he says that the reason why he doesn't want her on the team is because he doesn't want Cobra to bash her pretty face in. <laughs> Again, that's, another sexist remark. That's she has, super. She has already fought him and won. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I guess what my whole idea though is that she's she's trying to like f her way to the top though, uh, in a certain way. Because let's face it, had it been like a local podcasters association martial arts demonstration, yeah. she ain't going that night. Yeah, That's I true. will say at she's least skipping. it's her. At least it seems legitimately because she wants to do good in the world. In theory, sure, she wants to do some good. The road to hell, as they say, <laughs> is paved it's with cauliflower cauliflower veg. Wow, you just made it so much worse. <laughs> I realized Vag was an awful way to say it, but you just... Yeah, cauliflower Vag is actually funnier. Uh, I'll go with CV, yeah. <laughs> so we cut to the jungle. Can we? Yes, please. One of my favorite moments in this episode. Wh- which is... part? Is it the part where he punches <laughs> the snake? <laughs> punches a snake. It's, it's just, he's running away from Cobra. A snake is just hanging out on a tree near him. He doesn't there's a drive bat by an eyelash. Pap. He does not bat an eyelash. <laughs> just, he doesn't miss a step. Nope. It's, it's just, it's just run and run and snake punch run. Uh-huh. 
was one motion, you're not wrong. Yeah, he doesn't even acknowledge that he just punched a snake. I I had to rewind it because when it (laughs) happened, I was like, did he just punch a goddamn snake Mm -hmm. for no reason? Mm -hmm. Which also, like, made me feel bad for the snake. (laughs) This is what I was expecting. I mean, I did. It was hilarious, though. But (laughs) to be fair, you're on Cobra Island. You're on Snake Island. Yeah. Any type of snake could be a robot or a tripwire. I mean, we've Mm -hmm. seen enough weird Cobra snake shit. Uh, uh, that's happened, I would punch every snake I see. No, if that were me, I would be running and I would be like, hey, don't bite me. And then I would keep running. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, here's the thing. It's Snake Island. There must be unending numbers of snakes. (laughs) You can only punch so many snakes. But it could be, you know, said ironically. Like, it's Snake. it wasn't called Snake Island until Cobra moved in and there are no snakes there. Uh, There are plenty of snakes on the island. Well, we find out that there are plenty of snakes. Yeah, so I'm saying that this is a pre-existing condition. And they're like, you know what? This seems like... We're named Cobra. This thing's called Snake Island. Uh, it's shaped like a snake. Mm-hmm. Why don't we? Why don't we but, set our base here? Of course, it's kind of hard to hide a base when your base is called Snake. <laughs> it's Island. It's called Snake Cobra Island, and nobody seems to know the Cobras there. Yeah, that seems, was a little strange. So a, they catch Gung Ho pretty pedestrianly yep. with some yeah. laser rope. Uh-huh. What uh, did? What, what is the name of this thing? A lethal lash? La- laser lasso? Laser? Uh, laser something lash? lash. I don't Hold on, let me Maybe see. we got a pull for it. Uh, I, I couldn't hear it the first time, so I wasn't sure if it would show up. Your laser lash is an impressive weapon, Commander. Laser. A laser, the laser lash. lash. Okay. Yeah. I thought maybe it was going to be something like a like a um, like a uh, a truth telling lash, so, like Wonder Woman's deal, or something. Because what what? How is it different from a <laughs> lash? A real, because oh, it's shiny. It, no, no. It takes it takes much less effort because it's it's an actual laser. That would, huh? What? Like it's it's. Did you see how it sliced through that tree branch insanely easily? I was assuming it's it's a sort of like. But it was gentle on his skin. Yeah, I know they that was. Tied him I up have that it. later. I have that later. Okay. But if if you look at the weapon, it has different settings. It does. There's three buttons. So uh-huh. I'm that, cannot figure them out. Yeah. So I'm assuming that it is. It on, is no. On no. It uses the same technology that actual laser guns do. So okay. it sort of shrouds an actual an actual whip. Okay. In laser power. Which you said actual laser guns, Gina. <laughs> you said actual laser guns in the in this you in this world. I mean, the the one guy who knocks down that tree branch does it with no effort. It's true. Mm-hmm. You know what? I like this weapon. I take it all back. It makes mm-hmm. sense to me. But Gung Ho, uh, how is, is that supposed to be? Like, why is he so? Why is Cobra Commander so goddamn proud of making it? Because because it can slice through anything. It's it's a whip and a laser. It is not a monofilament whip. It is He's, definitely not of that caliber. It's essentially a lightsaber. You guys, Cobra Commander is the Ron Popeil of his era. <laughs> this is clearly something he used to sell on, uh, as seen on TV. So Baroness is like, oh, yes, that's a very nice weapon that you've made there. Thank you so much. We're obviously going <laughs> oh. to rule the world no, with this. No, I think it has it has lightsaber-like capabilities. I think it started as an electric carving knife for Thanksgiving turkey. I see. And then he appropriated the technology for right. a laser lash. He couldn't keep the thing straight. It just kept on going like, <laughs> God damn it. What the fuck? Oh, oh! I could just, oh, I could hit people I could just with turn this. this into like a whip sort of thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, here's the deal: it works on Gung Ho, and Gung Ho is outed as a GI Joe spy in this. Sure. If you have the spying mission, is Gung Ho the guy you're sending to Snake Island? I mean, maybe he could put on a shirt. <laughs> For to example, cover up the giant chest tattoo. Who would but know he's, pretty much he doesn't though. belong there mm-hmm. based on the giant Marines mm-hmm. tattoo? On okay, his which one chest. of you uh, stole the plans? <laughs> you, you, what? 
Nah, you. <laughs> this also you. goes against what we said a couple episodes ago, which was that uh, Cobra Commander knows everyone who works for him. Yeah. Clearly, he doesn't. Well, to be fair, I mean, there is a reason that Kung Ho's running away. <laughs> I, true, true. Um, Cobra Commander announces that he has a plan, though, but he won't tell anybody what his plan is yet. Sure. So this must be a really good world-dominating kind of plan, okay, right, gonna, guys? A really good... Uh, the sort of plan that you would get from, say, a tick cartoon. <laughs> um, for example, that was immediately what I thought as well. Gee, mm-hmm. now I know where the tick got this idea mm-hmm. from. Uh, but I don't want to spoil it yet in case you haven't seen the episode. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Why What? Why would you not have... Are you... Are you trying to watch the episode while we're talking about it? Yeah, they're trying to mystery science theater three thousand. Because it takes like an hour to do this. Chan, you'd have it's twenty two minutes. You would have to like stop it every once in a while, and then we skip around like we were just talking about the middle of the thing at the beginning of the thing. I'm building suspense yeah, for this plot I, point. Yeah, I'm Chan. on team Ray with this one. Thank I want, you. I want to Finally. wait. I want to wait for the big payoff of this awesome plan. Because <laughs> mm. when this plan is announced, every character on screen <laughs> loses their <laughs> shit. What is wrong? What is What's wrong with you? It's such a great moment. I don't want to spoil it. So we go to, uh, there's a, a blueprints factory of some kind. Um, I forget the exact name of it. It's an electronics laboratory. Electronics laboratory for G.I. Joe. So there's something there Cobra Commander wants. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lady J and the team comes in in the fire to try to look for people. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a voice that comes. Can we have that voice really, really quick? Because um, Lady J mistakes it for either Duke or Scarlet. Sure, sure. Lady J! That's the Baroness pretending to be a 13-year-old boy. I will boy. say that that is sort of genderless. Like, I could see it in <laughs> no. in the heat of, a, like, in that moment where you're... Absolutely. Absolutely. It definitely sounds genderless, but that also means that it is not either Duke or this Scarlet. This is my main point. I know, but you don't know what smoke inhalation is going to do to their voices. <laughs> What's well, like, like helium. <laughs> it's like, hey, lady, day. Although now that Tell I listen, now that I listened to it, I was like, "Oh, that is very clearly oh, it's the, the bar- Baroness without an accent, right?" Which I hadn't heard before, so it didn't. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, yeah, it was very. It's yeah. very. Also, clear we've established the fact that the Baroness can do men's voices perfectly. She yes. can do yeah. women's voices. She yeah, just yeah. do those voices. She definitely should have done. Although that. maybe she doesn't know what they sound like. I mean, it's true. I guess my whole point is Lady J hears exactly that and goes, oh, Duke or Scarlet. I can't tell which, but one of them is clearly in the next room. Although, to be fair, uh, I'm pretty sure that Duke and Scarlet followed after they her. They were behind So her. there is absolutely no way that they could have been in front of her. Um, at which point she gets attacked from behind by a member of the Blue Man group. The Blue Silhouette? Absolutely. The Blue Silhouette of Doom. It's either Electro or it's one of the Blue Man Wait, group. Wait, was it really? I didn't even notice that. It is a completely like formless... Uh, actually, blue block. I took a picture of it, and we're gonna put this. Why I'll make a meme out of this. Why is it blue? Well, great, no, just because it was question. just like a you know you're not supposed to see who it is. But why not black? Uh, because fires. <laughs> because literally, Gina, that's what it looks reasons? like in the picture. It oh. is a formless it's a blue. Shade. Oh, it's a pretty so bright blue. She is wearing a a disguise. I just think it's uh, just no, it's, animation framing so we yeah, don't see who it is. Yeah, it's one of those. If oh. I may just go ahead and put that out All there. All right. Attacked by a member of the Blue Man Group. Uh, and, and this is, again, my favorite part of the uh, the fire that happens is the team that's sent in there to try like rescue people or important stuff. And Bazooka brings missiles ooh, in. Yeah. <laughs> he brings his bazooka armed with missiles into a fire. Mm-hmm. Not, again, the brightest no. knife in the shed. No. <laughs> no. Uh, bazooka. However, he She's does hurt. he does save quote unquote 
a Lady J. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is we can we can blame all of this uh, foolishness on Bazooka. One hundred percent, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lady J was kind of dumb in this instance too, but because we kind of we rely on her to be a little bit smarter than that. Yeah, like when Duke gets kidnapped and replaced with a synthoid, we're all just sort of like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's he's been hitting the head a lot. It's easy to do, but Lady J is like a lady of class. Uh, she buys clothing that you wouldn't expect her to. <laughs> sure, you know, casual, casual wear, yeah. casual wear. She does not shop at Ross. I'm just mm-hmm. putting it out there. Uh, so we we cut to Lady J is in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And Quick Kick is bringing her flowers. Mm. What's up with this? By the way, I just realized so she's in the hospital. Correct. At some point, they probably <laughs> touched her face. Yeah, probably. They probably did a lot of tests on her, took blood, for example, and maybe at, matched it against at, other samples. At no point, spoiler alert, was anyone <laughs> like, oh, that's weird. Her face is a rubber mask. <laughs> I mean, she's that good. She is just that good. We've proven that time and again. She commits <laughs> to a role. Uh, yes. Also, also taking this one step further, they probably did do blood tests. I'm sure they have a file on Lady J. You would think. Does that mean the Baroness and Lady J have the exact same blood type? I guess we have to assume that they do. <laughs> Wait a minute. Does is it is it Lady J at this point who says um, I hope your girlfriend doesn't mind the flowers? She's a hundred percent the Baroness right now. Who would not actually know that? Not this, isn't Scarlet the one that says it though, or is it Lady J? Oh, I'm not entirely sure. I thought it was Scarlet that said that because Quick Cape brings okay. her a flower, and then Scarlet. I thought it was Scarlet says, uh, "Hey, sense. you have a girlfriend. Should you be taking care of your sick friend, your injured friend right now? <laughs> yeah, should you Won't be giving, she hate you for this? Shouldn't you be giving uh, uh, get well flowers to someone who's in the hospital? We like have normal human beings do." We ha- they have established that the ladies in the G.I. Joe universe are insanely jealous of one another. Oh, it's true. Yeah. I guess this is Amber. Can you imagine just ha- like, uh, Chen uh, uh, having your girlfriend mm-hmm. and having Gina like get in, 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 a, in a tragic accident? No, no, sorry, if, Gina. If it happens now, I'm blaming you, <laughs> It's Ray. my fault. I will be um, touching your face but, to make sure you're not the though. So could you imagine you know, like Chan putting so together a, a get-well bouquet and being like, I'm going to go see Gina in the <laughs> hospital and having and having your girlfriend be like, those better fucking be for me. <laughs> <laughs> they say, get well, Gina. I don't care. Don't care. <laughs> You've been giving her cauliflower badge again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's like a terrible girlfriend. That's red flag material. Sure. That's all I'm trying to say. Well, yeah, but the thing is, the, I mean, obviously, uh, uh, Amber doesn't care that it's ju- that is no. yeah, just so a thing that G.I. Joe Scarlet's- women. It's crazy yeah. on it's, Scarlet's part. It's, it's all and in it's her probably head. crazy because at some point, I'm going to guess <laughs> Covered oh, Girl did some shady well, shit. We will see next uh, when we do the Christmas episode. <laughs> I just want to say, yeah. I just want to say by the end of this episode, I was like, I was so irritated by Amber. I was like, oh, my God. Is she Cover Girl? <laughs> is this the, is the, this origin, the origin story, story of Cover Girl? <laughs> Because I totally would get why everybody hates her. Well, I will say non uh, non GI Joe <laughs> love interests never end well on this show because uh, never. Uh, well they just kind of disappear. Like well, as far well, as we know, they're still together. And yeah, that's true. That is true. But but they have a rough patch. But also in that episode with Wild Bill and the cute blonde. Well, she was also the, the Baroness. Baroness. <laughs> it turns out every girl every GI Joe's ever dated turns out to be the Baroness. <laughs> Which I mean, hot. Uh, here's Good the for thing. All of them. Here's the thing about Marv Wolfman, who uh, unfortunately I mistook for uh, a different writer whose name I forget now. Uh, Marv Wolfman isn't the one who created the Punisher. Okay, I thought he's that was guy, weird. He's the guy that created uh, a lot of the Teen Titans. Oh, cool. Uh, stuff like that. So yeah, he's done episodes before. Um, but 
uh, he actually did a pretty good job of plotting this one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sends because, us on some dips and dives and twists. Yeah. And you sort of expect, you know, they, they make a pretty good case for uh, Amber being yeah. uh, well, uh, the spy. Cut to Catwoman breaks into G.I. Joe headquarters, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. a basically untrained college student with That's a bodysuit can break into the most... Right. You know, they have hard a new, to break into whole place brand ever. spanking new security system supposed to be better than ever. It, she does it twice. She breaks into G.I. Joe headquarters That's and then right. she breaks into Cobra headquarters. There's a yin and a yang yeah. to this episode. So it's a soror is a 20 at, at most 22 year old sorority at girl most. can break into your military and or evil lair headquarters. <laughs> mm-hmm. You need to fire your guy who's designing your security. To be systems. fair, they did uh, recognize that she was in Tunnel 13 headed for the map room. So. Yes, she did not get very far, no. but she got far enough that if she had been if like she was setting a explosives. Bomber, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's still far enough. Mm-hmm. Um, it turns out that it's Amber. It's not really Catwoman. Yeah. Um, and then she decided, I'd have just written here, best plan for enlistment ever. You know, if I want to join the police department, for example, yep. I don't break into the police station late at night. I actually did think I mean, in this Oh, I world, thought you actually did break into a police station. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually did break into a police station. <laughs> I can't talk about it on the, on the air, though. Pending uh, case. Pending uh, case. I, I actually did think in this world, this is a good, it's a good <laughs> audition. Like, she's essentially saying, like, hey, look, I just got past most of your security. Mm-hmm. Hire me. It's mm-hmm. like when hackers hack into uh, the government okay. websites and then they're like, yeah. uh, we need to give you a job because yeah. you're clearly better than anyone we have. So I thought that this was a good plan on her part. No, wait a minute. If you were doing an improv show, uh-huh. for example, uh-huh. and, and the lights go out in between like bits and then the lights come back on and one of the audience members has just stepped onto the stage and begins the scene. Does, I would assume would they you were be horribly happy? drunk. Thank you. You're not going to be like, <laughs> you know what? I see it now. You should be in, on the team. But if I was running like a super secret, sweet fighter organization, and someone broke in, I would be like, holy crap. Good for you. <laughs> how did you do that? Can you walk us through how you did that? And yeah, sure. We'll give you a stipend. A stipend. <laughs> uh, sure. No, you know a scholarship. what? Turns out I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I agree. This is the best uh, plan ever. This is the uh, fourth <laughs> uh, uh, god-awful quick kick uh, um uh, reference. He actually does a uh, a John Wayne, I believe, this time around. Mm-hmm. Howdy, Pilgrim. Something, oh, something. Stringer up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, string her up. So why? So he starts getting giving her the nickel tour because we established she's just a blonde college student. Mm-hmm. Nothing to worry about here. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. walk her walk her around super sensitive material. <laughs> let's take yep. her around every important secret code. And, and, you know every, and everyone is just like, hey, here's all this info. Yep. <laughs> here's the codes. Well, I could wait till she's gone to tell you, but Mm -hmm. you're here now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Here's the secret code for tonight. We'll hope nothing bad happens. Uh, Oh, yeah. And then uh, here's uh, um, another another, um, uh, Bechdel test pass with a lady. Alice. Alice. Who the hell is Alice? Yeah. You can't just be introducing new people that I don't know. And that was, yeah, that was was really weird. It was like, perfect, Alice. That was great. Perfect, Alice. Thanks for... Telling me, Alice. I just yeah. want to make sure everybody um, knows your name is Alice. Uh, guys, more lady parts. That's just what I have here. I mean, I like the That's, addition of you females, but you can't oh. just like put them in there and pretend that they've been there the whole time. <laughs> is Alice the same just... one that was that computer hacker from no, like two episodes ago? No, no she, she didn't had, look the same. No, that no, one she had has blonde hair. Brown hair in this one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fair enough. Well, Amber at this point breaks into one of their top secret briefings of tonight's Jesus raid. Jesus Christ. And I just have written here, she's super annoying. 
Yeah. She just now hits me that she might be kind of annoying. I don't find her as annoying as you guys do. I still enjoy her gumption. She's in the middle of a top secret base. Is like, here's a fun game. I'll run and you chase me. <laughs> this is great. And Nothing she, could possibly and, go and wrong. And she runs in the most like girly way possible and somehow still evades quick kick, a yeah, trained martial fair. artist. I'm just saying, I think she's pretty sweet. She's got some sweet fighting skills. Oh. No, she is like one of the best people on the planet. She's 22 and has done more in her life yeah. charitable than I will ever do in there, three lives. There are so many new chicks in this episode that I have to assume they got a network note. <laughs> and they're just trying to cram all of them in at the yeah, same episode. I, I have to assume at some point it was like, all right, you know, little sisters watch this show with their brothers. We got to give them one so that they'll keep coming back. <laughs> well, uh, this she gets uh, downgraded her tour uh, uh, from nickel right. tour to penny tour. Right. So now um, now she's seeing nothing. Although, I mean, she's pretty much upgraded to the uh, 50 cent piece tour already just by breaking into shit, just <laughs> running into places. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the G.I. Joe world of spending. So it's more like the... Th- Ten billion dollar tour. Sure, sure. At this point, because they're just giving money <laughs> Did away. Did I say nickel? I meant gold. Cougarand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Destro, cut to Destro. He's pissed. Cobra mm-hmm. Commander says, "I'm having a big plan tonight. I'm not telling you about it. Big reveal later." Mm-hmm. And Destro's like, "Well, I'm coming then." He's like, yeah, please, <laughs> please don't fire that super high powered laser and not tell me what you're doing first. <laughs> uh, so the GI Joe goes off on their mission. And before they can do that, though, all the Cobra Rattlers come in and they bomb out all the Sky Strikers, mm-hmm. save one at G.I. Joe headquarters. Lady How J- many times has that happened? Oh, <laughs> a lot. Jesus Christ. So much. So Maybe much. put him inside one of these days. This is Build why we're hanger. in a debt. This is why we're in a. This is why we're in debt. <laughs> That's why our deficit can't yeah. ever be overcome. Yeah. Just had to keep borrowing money from China just to pay our G.I. Joe tab mm-hmm. <laughs> every single quarter. Uh, all the plans are destroyed. Lady J escapes. And everybody believes Amber must be obviously the spy because she was there for the she was there for the launch codes, yep. and she's disappeared. Yeah, and GI and Cobra attacks right after she disappears. Mm-hmm. The logic trail is laid out for mm-hmm. us, and and, and it actually they do a pretty good job of it. And um, if you're a twelve year old boy, you're probably not going to pay too close attention when Duke's all like, "Your voice, voice is kind of weird." weird. D- yeah, just like go right. to the doctor and get that checked. So they double dip with the bread trum, so breadcrumb trails. Everyone mm-hmm. assumes in a second that, that Lady J is dead. Because she says she crashes and she bleeps off the radar. Yeah, so where is Flint? <laughs> uh, Flint's back at his uh, gigantic uh, uh, condo. And no one's like, hey, your girlfriend... Uh, I believe be. Flint is getting a little strange. I uh, mean, he must be. At some point, someone probably texts him and they're like, hey, dude, your girlfriend, we think, just died. And he'll probably be like, I thought she was dead an episode ago anyway. So <laughs> it didn't happen. I thought she was dead a few episodes before that. Never happens. I've been <laughs> mentally prepared for this moment so many times. <laughs> it's really, it's really. I don't feel anything right yeah, now. Yeah, you know what? Call, call me tomorrow morning if we haven't found her body yet. Yeah. Um, pretty sure she's still out there. So you're talking about awkward moments. Uh, we cut to Quick Kick breaking into the sorority in the middle of the night. Just busting through yeah. like girls like, ah, girls I'm naked. In girls slips. in their nighties. Yeah. Everyone knows 20-year-old girls are wearing slips. No, I've never been inside a sorority. I assume that that's exactly what goes <laughs> on. Uh, I also have never, well, I, I've never been inside a sorority that I can remember. I'm sure somebody might have a photograph of something somewhere from the good old days that I was probably too drunk to remember. However... 
I don't remember the inside of a sorority looking like that either. Mm-hmm. It's a very wholesome sorority. I mean, maybe this is like a public service sorority, I was wondering. Oh, uh, sorry. Back up real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, excuse me. Up. Wow. Yeah. Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Steve Rip. Martin. I believe that's oh, a five. Yeah. Is that the fifth one? Sixth one. Yeah. It's a lot that's of a them. Lot. It's a lot. So this is where we get the sister joke. Mm. Quick kick in the. Uh, do you have a brother? I have a sister. Do you have a brother with broad shoulders like that? Is Hold what she on. says. Hey, you're Amber's guy. You wouldn't have a brother with shoulders like yours, would you? No, a sister. Boom. First yeah. of all, not, Boom. not too nice to say about his sister. Yeah. <laughs> One, that. B, don't go judging. Don't go assuming that. Uh, that she uh, that has, has those uh, tendencies. Yeah. Because pretty clearly. she wears glasses. But she, and yeah. she's a little frumpy. But right. all she does is talk about wanting more D. Yeah, well, I mean, he doesn't know that. He doesn't, he doesn't know that. He her. just sees a Velma. But he's been mm. on many dates with Amber. Like she's fat, never mentioned her once. They yeah. share a room. I mean, I yeah. think he's just trying to be funny and be like, I've got a, I've got a butch-ass sister. <laughs> well, this is my, my concern, though, is he looks at her, goes, oh, you're fat? You must be a lesbian. <laughs> Move on. Don't even care anymore. I thought it was more a dig at his sister. I just felt the whole thing was uncomfortable, but I thought the timing was impeccable. <laughs> she clearly wasn't put off by it because she lets him into Amber's room. So they go into they go into mm. Amber. They share a room, so it's her room too. Yeah, it's still like maybe you should oh, be sorry. wary. Uh, there's the Mae West uh, quote before that, so that'll be six. Okay. There you go. Uh, well, uh, you know what we should do now that we're in her room and there's no evidence of anything? Let's just check her answering machine really quick because sometimes she leaves herself <laughs> messages mm. that she won't be coming home right away. Ooh, that is... That is the clunkiest exposition <laughs> I'm pretty sure Wait, so far. Wait, did she far. say leaves messages to herself or leaves them for her roommate? Leaves them for her roommate, but yeah. on her own answering machine. That's what was, I thought uh, was so oh, weird about it. Oh, I thought they shared an answer. Is it a shared device? And she was okay. calling to check in, which right. isn't that weird. Like, if you if you were a female in college, it's it's polite to call and say, like, hey, I haven't been murdered or raped. I'm not coming home tonight because I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. But with what we know about sandy and amber i have a feeling that amber's just calling home to be like hey i'm coming home should i find another place to stay tonight because you're wrecking the bedroom right now Mm -hmm. with with half the football team right Mm -hmm. i mean i think that's at least a little bit polite uh yeah but this time she's uh going to give us all sorts of information (laughs) just that uh hey gi joe thinks i'm a spy but i'm totally not and now there's only one thing i can do is break into cobra base on snake island which i just figured out which i just you know rode to on my inflatable raft (laughs) she is geared up she's geared up like james bond right now like stopped by rei you guys I was like, where does she just have this stuff? She she stopped. She knew she would need some some sweet stuff, and she stopped by REI. She got like a wetsuit, and she got a raft with a motor. Mm-hmm. She got a map to Snake Island, mm-hmm. which is apparently not that far from the university. It's probably on the back really? of cereal boxes. Knowing Cobra Commander, mm-hmm. there are maps Come to and get me. Find Cobra Commander. And, and full props uh, to this uh, Dr. Cobra, I called him, because uh, she's just like pulling the classic cartoon maneuver of mm-hmm. looking from like the, the window inside the wall. I thought it was a pipe at first, mm-hmm. but it's not. No. And then and then Dr. Cobra just looks up, and he's like, hey, there's a chick in that window. <laughs> hey, you guys. There's a chick in that window. That's not supposed to happen. Yep. And the criminal <laughs> guard, rather than say like taking time to walk around to a door, is like don't have time for that. Just blow a hole in the wall. <laughs> just blow Look, the fucking wall. We're up. running late on timing for this episode. Just blow up the wall. Mm-hmm. And this, I thought it was a pipe at first, and then no, they just like take down the wall, and she was just on the inside of the walls <laughs> yeah. of Cobra yeah. Base. Yep. 
It's a little bit just so they capture her right away, of course. Yeah. Like you do. And um, yeah, we meet Lady J and find out it's not really Lady what? J. What? <laughs> Shocker, everybody. It turns out it's the Baroness once again. You know how I know it was the Baroness? Because she pulls these glasses out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Always has them out of no, no matter what. She could be wearing like <laughs> just, just the bikini. I'm like, the fuck those glasses come from badge patch. Don't ask. Badge patch. I was gonna say we knew it was the Baroness because she pulled it off. Yeah, <laughs> oh, successfully yeah. and fooled yeah. everybody. Yeah. It's definitely not Zartan in that yeah. case. Yeah. Who are you, who are you uh, Baroness or Firefly? Okay, cool. Just checking. Just making sure. It, yeah, you you did your job. Well, you're not sweating profusely, so I know you're not Zartan. <laughs> You've said three words without leaving the room, saying you have to poop. <laughs> uh, cut to the jail cell. They drop Amber in there. And we cut back to that sweet, sweet chain move that's totally... I believe it could happen more when half of it's chained to an actual wall that yeah. isn't going anywhere. I guess. And a guy the strength of gung-ho is holding the other... Yeah. At least I give it some credence right here. Jesus, quick, you can do it. Obviously, I can do it. So, yeah. yeah. With what training, right? Yeah. yeah Who needs to be training. trained to do this? No, no. I just seen him do it once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like that, that girl from Heroes who just watches a luchador move on TV and yeah. suddenly can just replicate it that's identically. That's her power. She's a copycat. There it is. Oh, that's her, that's okay. her superhero uh, yep. power. That anything, makes a lot of sense. Yep, anything, yep. Her superhero name was Copycat, and anything she watches, she can mimic. Mm-hmm. Guys, this is really weird because, Gina, uh, they created this G.I. Joe figure. Her name was Copycat. <laughs> no, I just made that up. Yeah, oh. But it would have been amazing oh, if that was true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as soon as I started talking, I just saw you went, well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, Cobra Commander has declared that today is officially V-Day. Sure. And then goes out of his way to explain that V is for victory. Sure. Not venereal, not Mm -hmm. Valentine's. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He says, today is V-Day for for victory, guys. Sure. And then all the other Cobras look at him and say, yeah, no, we get it. Yeah, no, that's a thing that's been around for 40 years. That's that's (laughs) not new. You didn't make that up, Cobra Commander. Uh, Today is what I call my birthday because today's the day I was born. Wow. Okay, okay, nope. Cobra Commander. Yep, yep. yep. Movie. No, nope. we get it. <laughs> and then he announces his big plan, guys. And for those of you who didn't Ooh. see the episode, I will his say big plan. Destro has been asking questions like a bitch this entire <laughs> the time. time. Uh, and he I has guess control issues. He definitely has some control issues. Like he always mm-hmm. wants to be kept abreast. He mm-hmm. doesn't like to let go. Yeah, but he knows because as soon as he lets go, Cobra Commander's going to do something moronic. Yeah, yep. so it yep. is. It is justified. <laughs> he is not wrong. And guys, the big secret plan. <laughs> Cobra Commander is going to take this space laser that he mm. stole from G.I. Joe to mm. carve his face on the moon. That is bold <laughs> choice. Carve his face on the moon, ladies that and gentlemen. And Destro immediately flips a bitch. And what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? I think that this is the time that they should really just be like, look, you clearly need medication. <laughs> You have you're having delusions of grandeur. You you are a paranoid individual. You need a lot of meds. Cobra Commander, just give me the keys. Just for serious, <laughs> just give me the keys. You're not. You're, you're a not... megalomaniac, and I think that like five milligrams of something could help you. Mm-hmm. So, quick kick decides. You know, because I'm not sure exactly how this works, but he decides to just one man the entire Cobra base. Well, if she can do it, obviously he can do it. Well, he gets about yeah. as far as uh, she does. And I, there's yeah, I, when he says have a nice trip, 
and then throws those people like 40 to 50 feet down onto a rock ledge. Like, that's <laughs> sociopathic behavior. You know, this era of Schwarzenegger movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at this moment in my head, and I didn't remember this part of the show, I was just like, well, nobody is denying Quick Kick right now. No matter what they throw against him, he is completely just going to kick all their asses. Yeah, he's he not going to get taken down. Mm. And then he gets hit by the, the space lasers, and he's done. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> he gets uh, captured roughly 10 seconds more lasting than Amber lasted. Also, the uh, the 18 reference, uh, I love it when a plan comes together. Uh-huh. So I yes. believe that makes seven. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, he's had... About 14 or 15 lines of dialogue, so half of them <laughs> half are of them literally. quotes of someone else. That's a weird one, though, because that was running at the same time yes. on TV, and it's the first quote that he did that wasn't an older one. Is that from somewhere else, though, I wonder? That's what I was wondering. The A-Team? No, that's a quote no, just no, from the A-Team. Are you sure he isn't stealing it from anybody, though? I don't know, because I've, A-Team was like late 80s, like uh, not late 80s, but mid to late 80s. I thought it was running around the same time that G.I. Joe was I would was say like 85. What, what year are we up to in 85. Okay, yeah. But then that's that's even weirder to reference another show. I guess they must have been on the same network. Uh, the A-Team ran from 83 to 87. Okay. So mm. it, it's it's two years before, two years after, 97 episodes. God, could not finish those last three. <laughs> hey, team, you got to get to syndication, my friends. What we know now could fill volumes. Um, so I, the guard, this Cobra guard that's guarding the Amber Gung-Ho and Lady J-Cell uh-huh. has mm. clearly never watched a piece of fiction ever in his entire life mm-hmm. because right. they pull the oldest. This is a trick so old that... I. I can't. I still can't believe it worked the first time ever uh. on anyone. Where for, if you design a cell, what they do nowadays is they have so you can see the top of the cell in addition to the rest of the cell, mm-hmm. and they don't just like put it in stone and hope because uh, sees the goes looks into the cell to give him food. Amber's the only one in there, and she says, "Oh, they just got bored and left." Yeah. So he he just opens the door. Oh no, they're on the ceiling where I couldn't see them from the doorway. <laughs> you know Oops. what? You said that, and I was like. Uh, yes, you're, uh, you know, it's classic hyperbole. Uh, what she said was they got bored and left. And then I looked at my notes. I was like, oh, no, she literally said that they got, <laughs> they bored, got and bored and left. That is the stupidest line of goddamn I dialogue. Mean, to be fair, there's a lot of different ways to get a guard to come and you could do the fake fight where he comes sure. and says, break right. it up, break it up. You could mm-hmm. pretend to be dead. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and then he comes in and goes, oh, God, he's or, dead. Or sick even. Yeah. Oh, I'm not feeling well. I'm going to barf all over your nice but I'm cell. Saying, these are all equally lame, and there's only so many ways to get a but, guard in there. But got bored and left? Do you think the guard could just look at him and be like, no, that's not how jail cells work. I mean, here's the thing. They're G.I. Joes, so I guess, like, theoretically, they could have discovered something and but snuck out. They wouldn't have, would have taken her, her with them. <laughs> yeah. Boy, these guys are cold. Uh, even she's annoying. Even them. Yeah, I was gonna say she she didn't arrive with them. Actually, yeah, no. What she should have said was like, "I was too irritating, and they left me here." Boom, one hundred percent. I would. Yeah, would I would totally yeah. respect the Cobra guy. Be like, yeah, I told. I understand. <laughs> I'm gonna go in and beat the crap out of you too, just because. So, uh, also. Totally missed the uh, "you dirty rat" quote, which makes ah, eight from oh, Quick Kick. Uh-huh. Man, he's he's on fire right he is, now. Yeah. He's on he's something. Got, he's average. He's going to average one a minute by the end of this episode. Yeah. So GI Joe comes back. They free Quick Kick, who grabs the the laser lash, and then of course holds on to it for reasons that he doesn't really explain in the moment, other than this will be important to the plot later. Sure. Whoop, in yeah. my pocket. I would I would hold on to. Uh, strange weaponry though even if you couldn't mm-hmm. figure out how to, it works yeah because eventually i would be like if I, i'm just gonna keep pressing buttons later and it might do something sweet and he <laughs> has no weapons on him no 
Well, and Chad oh, makes- you mean besides his shuriken that he always has on That's him? True. He's always wearing those, Wouldn't even when they he's have captured. Taken it from him when he got. They should have. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. The animators weren't going to let them, though, unfortunately. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. Shan brought up the point earlier. There's only three buttons on the laser lash, and he just can't seem to figure out yeah. how to make it work. I yeah. bet you have to hold two of them down simultaneously. Oh, God. There's, those a, are the there's worst a secret everything. double press. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, those are the worst. I bet that's what it is. One, one, two, one, <laughs> one. Switch, switch. It's like, it's that's like the kill switch for, uh, for Mad Max uh, Fury Road. The, uh... So we got a helicopter battle that's now happening as Destro and Cobra Commander are leaving. And the whole time Destro is just screaming at Cobra Commander. Well, can we hold on and say, and, and, yes. and, and I just want to point out that this is, this may very well be Cobra Commander's first good and successful plan. He had a plan, which was to terrify now... the world by carving his fucking face in the moon. <laughs> Because that's insane. And do you want to fight somebody who carves their face in the moon? No, obviously not. And he does it. He pulls it off. He accomplishes it. And then who cares if the Joes come in and ruin it afterwards? They did. He did exactly what he intended to do. I feel like this would wreak havoc on the tides. (laughs) I'm just picturing those tribes that haven't had any contact with the world and maybe like the moon is special significance in their culture Mm -hmm. to just wake up one night and look up to the moon and see a hooded face on it. I mean, and I then think, it's gone the next day. That would fuck me up. I don't think we even need to uh, to go to find a uh, an undiscovered tribe. You go to friggin' uh, Carmel or or I don't know Kent Washington, and somebody looks up like, "Holy fuck! What happened?" <laughs> Guys, is Cobra Commander's face on the moon, or am I am I That's really it. high that right looks now? Looks like a moon. So it turns out that Quick Kick uh, it screwed up the whole time. It was the blue button. The blue button is the one that activates oh, the, the whip. The he didn't try. Not the red or white button. The blue button, quick kick. And he gets it to work, and then, you know... Uh, the weird thing that happens here for me is that Amber... And I had a little slightly different reaction than you did, because I find Amber oscillates from badass to girly pansy. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 she flips it, like, immediately. Because, you know, she's all, like, holding her own during the fight, and then as soon as uh, 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 the snakes get on her... Ooh, Quick kick, save me okay, from the snakes. Okay, that's terrifying. There are like a dozen snakes crawling up her body towards her face. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, uh, yeah, hold on a second. Hold on, and I gotta play with this does, toy. And goes and does something else. Yeah. And then right before a snake gets to her face, he's like, oh, here you go. I was like, first of all, the first thing I would do is I would be like, okay, thanks. I'm breaking up with you. <laughs> Next time I have snakes all over me and I say, help me get these you snakes off. You get the fucking off, snakes off first, you the then you play with your off. toys. <laughs> I just like she'll ninja kick a dude right in the face with just like the coldest of blood and then all of a different, sudden she'll be like ooh something shiny it's just things, bizarre though, but also because she's not trained so you gotta give her credit true, like huh? she's she's an untrained sorority girl so she wants to be badass and manages to overcome her fear a lot of times but I don't think that reaction to a bunch of like tiny snakes crawling all over your body is unreasonable by any means. It's not just that, because they're in the middle of an active battle. People are trying to kill them. Mm -hmm. They get rid of the snake problem, and then immediately she starts like trying to make out with them right there. And he's just like, hey, (laughs) we're still in the middle of an active battle, Amber. Maybe we escape the battle, and then we can go make out. I'm impressed that she didn't immediately have a nervous breakdown from tons of snakes being on her. So her giving her boyfriend (laughs) a hug for getting snakes off him, again, I feel like a reasonable thing. Mm. You don't know about her backstory. Yeah, her mom could have been killed by a bunch of snakes. <laughs> by a pit of snakes. Um, so, snakes um, killed my mom. 
Every, uh, typical G.I. Joe. Everybody escapes. Everything's normal again. Mm. Uh, Amber gets an open invite from Duke to join the Joe team whenever she would like to, mm-hmm. including right now. So it turns out her plan... Good one. Yeah, yep. absolutely. She told you. Yep. She, so she, both her and Cobra Commander had a banner day today. Yeah. <laughs> she declines for now, which I I really wanted her to join because I would like to see another female, and especially a blonde female, that I can tell apart from the others. I 100% knew that that's how it would turn out. She would turn out to be just good enough to become a Joe, mm-hmm. and like, oh, no, I've had too much too much excitement I for knew, me. I, mean, I knew that's how it would turn out, but I all, I really wanted her to be like, yeah, okay, cool. And then I wanted her to be like every fourth episode we see this chick and be like, oh, wow, she's getting awesomer. <laughs> and then they're just like, your new name is Copycat. <laughs> and then that was her thing. Um, so the final shot is them underneath a sign and Quick Kick says, oh, I changed the laser around and I changed the moon up for you. And it's the crappiest drawn happy face, <laughs> smiley face you'll ever see. But it turns out that's an ad for Moon Cola. Mm-hmm. I wish Which he had drawn a, a dick. I wish he had drawn a dick on it. <laughs> Just draw a dick on the face of Cobra Commander. Like, what better way to like really stick oh, it to yeah. Cobra Commander than than literally do the figure That's to draw true. a dick? That's true. On his face. Yep. And then uh, she uh, she has her own quote, uh, Betty Davis quote, which is uh, there you go. Yep. They're made for each uh, other. He doesn't get it. Yeah. Of course he wouldn't. He of course, because yeah. Because he's he's that hipster douchebag that only knows what he knows. <laughs> That's right, mm-hmm. and gets mad at you for knowing something he doesn't know. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep. Um, can you explain to me how we return the moon to its original state? I have written here, Chan. You're the science jerk on the yeah. show. Can you explain the science behind laser See, hair removal I can of a planet? Definitely tell you that what happened was they shot an enormous laser at the moon. <laughs> yes, and carved enormous trenches in it that you know looks like Cobra Commander's face. Sure enough, from Earth. And then, of course, to reverse uh, these enormous trenches carved by a laser beam shot from Earth, you would have to um, shave the entire moon, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah. Just the entire. Basically. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Just uh, and then make sure you get all the contours just right. <laughs> so, so it's just a smaller exact copy of the moon. So Gina's point earlier about the tides being fucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very apropos. I'm just, saying, I'm just mm. saying everything is going to be messed up. And there's all and and also who knows now if there's water on Mars and why it's there. Mm-hmm. You guys, it's just like when you carve a turkey and then someone says like, "Oh shit, man, no, could you actually just leave it whole?" Uh, you know, <laughs> and you're just like, "Yeah, sure." And then you uncarve the turkey. Oh, okay. It's totally I normal. They, I bet they shot a bunch of cement at the moon. Okay. To fill it up, to fill up those holes. We got some Michael mm-hmm. Bay stuff going on right yeah, now. Yeah, they just shot like a big, like a like a. A ball of cement at mm-hmm. the moon. Wet, wet cement. Yeah. That didn't freeze. Encased in mm-hmm. like some sort of thin, thin, thin latex that okay. once it makes contact, bursts. Like a big old cement balloon. Yeah, like a, uh-huh. they, they shot a cement balloon mm-hmm. at the moon. You know what? It's, it's more logical than anything else you come up with yeah, here. Yeah, I kind of have to agree with you on that. Either oh. that or like, a, like mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. Something, something sort of white. Green cheese, you guys. Oh, because that's what the moon's made of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Gina, we already know the answer, but for the sake of posterity, did we pass the Bechtel test for the sixth time? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. All over the place in this episode. This was a lady-centric episode of G.I. Joe, Mm -hmm. and it made me happy to see. Like, very progressive show. Good job, you guys. If she weren't such a... 
Just a friigging troll. Half the time she's awful. Half the time she's amazing. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what to make of this chick. The other half of the time she's worse. Here's the thing. (laughs) We've seen her do a lot more cool stuff in this one episode than we've ever seen Cover Girl do. That is a great point. Fair enough. Cover Girl can at least build like she she, she fixes the machines and the vehicles. Don't don't stand up for Cover Girl. That's that's all I got. Listen, my whole point is if you just leave Cover Girl behind, she's okay to look at and she'll fix your shit. I wish that Amber had joined the Joes and then we see that scene where they walk into cover girls bunker and they're like hey we have a quota we're not allowed more than three girls at once and you are the low girl on the totem pole so go back to modeling sweetheart see i would switch it up and say i want to see the episode where they're together on the base and then cover girl comes over and tries to get on quick kick just because yeah. she's all about stealing men of yep. other other gi joe mm-hmm. ladies yep. it's only a matter of time flint till she's coming for you <laughs> Um, just put it out there. Well, that is this episode of uh, episode 27 of Knowing is Half the Podcast. Ladies in the night, hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Give us a five star review on iTunes, please. One star. Chan, no, bad. Yes. Give us a five star review and say negative things about Chan. We promise to read them on the air. Five star review and only say good things about me. Or good things about Gina, you're loud. Or very indifferent things about me. That would be <laughs> Those just are fine. your only option. <laughs> Ray didn't really have an opinion on him. Chan hated him. Hated Chan. Love Gina. <laughs> Ray, you know, take or leave. <laughs> and uh, we're going to be right back. Uh, next week, guys, we got the Christmas episode. Cobra Claws are coming to town. So we're going to be jumping a little bit ahead in the timeline just to keep it seasonal, right? That's what we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. That's what we do. Uh, now they're definitely giving us one star reviews. Please go away. Sorry, guys. <laughs> anyway, good night. find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always, am I the winner? (laughs) Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com.